podcast, an amateur film study podcast for the average Joe, the buffest buffs, and the cringiest bingers. I'm your host, JP, and I'm joined by my brother, professional Hollywood videographer, Corey, with a story. Welcome back, everybody. We're here. We've got him, the edgelord himself, Robert Eggers. He's We're in the here. studio. He's just backstage. He's waiting. We're going to call him up in a little bit. He said he's going like, to start uh, running. He's going to run out like uh, like he's Triple H. And, uh, and he said, <laughs> he kicks uh, in the door. And he's like, I got the hottest take on Lion King since fucking Disney. Everybody's uh, doing Lion King takes lately. I mean, that's what it is. That's what the movie is. But I, the real take no one's talking about is it is shattering standards of posture for the whole world. You're reminding this me to sit up straight. Man. No, I know. You need to start sitting like this. For everything. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. The North, that's, dude, uh, oh, oh my God. There's got to be some stupid, the yeah, there's some stupid alpha male meme, like Chad meme, <laughs> with that posture, you know? It's Chad, the, the Chad posture. <laughs> this is the future of mankind. Oh, yeah. This, my man's uh, some crazy traps. I will say oh, that. Man. I don't my know man's how. has got some big <laughs> traps. I watched um, a bunch of interviews with, uh, with I think it's Alexander Skarsgård, uh, uh, and he doesn't, he stands normal, he has normal, good, uh, he doesn't have that uh, craned of a neck, but he is really over fucking shooting that thing. Oh, yeah, uh, he's definitely not, exaggerating that with that stance, uh, but, but, it's, big man. but his traps are, you know, they'll, you can get it's caught big. in them traps. Yeah, for real. Like he, I feel like he's bigger than the rocket. The rock's biggest. Like he looks like Triple H. I think he's like, a smaller guy, like frame wise. But but really, uh, I thought he was so wide. He had that like Adam Driver density, like the width. Maybe uh, I don't. Adam Driver's a lanky guy. But uh, I mean, the, the Star Wars thing, and when he's like shirtless and he just looks fucking. Yeah, thick. yeah. He's a geese. Like, he's that's what fit, I would think you of. know. All right, all right. Well, enough uh, ogling. Sorry, let's get down. Kidding. You want to get down to it? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we're doing this week, Sir Robert Eggers. He's not a sir. He's an American. Um, and he, I would consider the uh, one of the du jour um, A24 directors. When you th- when somebody's like, dude, you got to get into this uh, movie uh, distrib- distrib- I always say movie studio, but it's you know distributor. <laughs> Uh, eight twenty four, and then they'll recommend you, you know, a couple movies. One of them will be an Ari Oster movie, and one of them will be a Robert Eggers movie, guaranteed. Um, the short list of if I had to name five A twenty four directors, you know, he's gonna be the second one. Safdie is probably be the third. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think of uh, other. I'm so bad with director names. Uh. Who, who did the lobster in Killing of a Sacred Deer? Oh, Yorgos Lanthimos. Yeah, that guy's yeah, awesome. He would probably be my would be the fourth. Um, probably. What about uh Trey Edward Schultz? It comes at night. Krisha. Uh, I didn't see that. It waves. Um, didn't see it. Yeah, those are all good. Um, I mean, one day you, I uh, mean, we you would we got to see Krisha. Oh, Daniels, I, Daniels, that's Daniels, it, that's mine, that's mine. Um, Daniels, Tradeward Schultz, um, what's the guy that did the Green Knight and Ghost Story? I forget his yeah, name. Yeah, uh, I don't know his name. All right, I'm so all right. But either way, uh, let's let's. But we're talking about you know one of the top dogs, and we were we've been wanting to do older stuff lately, and we are going to do more old stuff. 
Um, but I knew with, with this fella having a new movie out, uh, he's only got three feature films, and they are all hit us. Bang, 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 bang. Um, bang. I saw The Witch before The Lighthouse came out. Loved it. Then I went and saw The Lighthouse. Loved it. Then I went and saw The Northman recently. And you're going to find out how I feel about that. But first, let's talk about The Witch. So the thing um, about The Witch is uh, I believe, uh, I don't know if he discovered Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, like I, I'm, I know I've seen her in a few other things. She's in, He's the um, kid in Twilight, I'm pretty sure. Like the, the child in Twilight. Wait, what? Like the last one. The one where, like, the it, at the very, like, the very last movie, Breaking Dawn Part 2. No way. Sure. No way. I'm pretty sure Kylie think, said. That, no, that's that is it. not true. As a child. No, that is incorrect. I'm looking it up. <laughs> I've already looked it up. It is not true. Oh, never um, mind. I yeah, Riss is a Twilight uh, head, so so she definitely knows. Oh. Um, <laughs> Well, I'll have to inform Kylie that she was wrong. She was in something called Vampire Academy, apparently, in a deleted scene. Um, but yeah, The Witch is her first film, and uh, and yeah, so that that's you know noteworthy for Anya Taylor Joy's debut. It's kind of how I first got to know her, um, before she was on things like Peaky Blinders and in like every movie now. I guess she was in one of the X Men, wasn't she? Um, uh, the new mutants. That's it. That's it. That's it. The the one they tried to sweep under the rug. Apparently, she was in Playmobil the movie. Wow. And she was in Glass. Oh, I want to see that so bad. I did not I know, know she was in. She's in Split. Oh, is she in Split? I love Split. I don't even remember her being in it. Like, yeah, honestly, The Witch was in 2015, which is now you know seven years ago. So. Yeah, goddamn. She's a babe in this, really. Um, but uh, so yeah, this is like a super, um, researched, um, horror movie. But it is a slow burn, the classic, a twenty four slow burn horror, and uh, best probably one of the best ones, I would say. Um, and um, so one thing about Robert Eggers is he's really into researching, and I. And uh, so he, he compiles a ton and ton and ton of information and, and tries to make his uh, films as accurate to, you know, what he's drawing from, whether it's folk, you know, folk tales from New England or if it's, you know, lighthouses in Maine or if it's uh, Vikings um, and Viking uh, myths, uh, mythology. Um, but, yeah, and it shows. It shows. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, there's just like a level of like depth to it that kind of makes the world a little more um, immersive and makes it feel real. Um, it's like attention to detail is is a really important thing, whether you're making a big movie or and it can make a small movie feel I think you know bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, that shows definitely in the witch. The witch has a very small budget, if I recall. It has a budget of four million dollars. Oh. And it made ten times that, um, and it it feels like I mean it's small like it's one location really, um, other than the intro, but it, it I don't know like it, it works. You don't really feel claustrophobic at all. I know with some indie movies when there's only like a couple sets, it feels very like closed in, and it 
yeah, it's obvious and it takes away from it. But this somehow it just like doesn't do, you don't mind it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but all right, what do you think? I want the world wants to know what Corey thinks about the witch. Well, real quick to go off that budget, this is also notoriously shot with natural light only. Um, oh, wow. except for indoor stuff. Uh, and also shot in Pennsylvania, which is also cool because we're from Pennsylvania. Oh, films- I didn't know that. Um, yeah, it's super cool. It's uh, I saw this back when it came out, and uh, that was why it was like, oh, this is shot in PA, and then I heard that it was all natural light. And it was like, oh, well, I definitely want to see that. But um, it's so good. This this the reason why this is one of like a perfect slow burn horror is because it's, it was runtime being 93 minutes this is a breeze to watch but it hits everything it needs to and i didn't feel like like you don't feel like you you need more after it um you just it just it's it's perfect and it's so creepy the the in the theater the wildest part of this was uh uh that dude's voice in the opening i can never remember his name but he's the green knight um that deep gravel it just fucking like sets the tone for the entire thing because his voice is so unsettling uh and then all of the like uh, the old speak uh that they do just really like adds to this uneasiness and the score is just so uh, it's so good i i've there's so much that i love about this movie um it's up there though for for definitely like what one of the best horror movies of all time for me wow the witch is an all-time horror film and i mean it 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 really does um hit and honestly so so many of the all-time horror films are low budget um, movies that kind of changed yeah. the game, whether it was you know Evil, Dead, like e- Evil Dead or um, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or whatever, yeah. um, all very small budgets and big feeling movies. Um, they did a great job with the scale and the scope. Granted, PA having that like crazy wood wilderness everywhere, it's it's it really adds to the density and the and the depth. Um, especially when they do like the wooded shots, even though they're like probably only a couple like probably like a hundred yards past like the clearing it's just so you don't know where you're at it's so deep and dense um the uh yeah oh man i don't know how they got the moonlight shots though because it's like uh it's very bright moonlight and i know obviously when you shoot on a full moon it is fairly bright but it's just for for the cameras they were shooting on i'm just shocked with the exposure they were able to pull out of it yeah, I'm interested how they would have did that. That's um, I am. Uh, that's pretty interesting. Um, so I was going to say the big, um, one of the big things I think that really, um, holds the movie together is the fantastic performances uh of a well casted, um, a well uh put together cast. Um, Anya Taylor Joy obviously was a find and has gone on to be a big movie star. Um, Ralph Ineson, who I first was introduced to from Game of Thrones. Kate Dickey, also I know from Game of Thrones. Um, so I think that maybe that they were pulled into it as to be like everyone's not everyone. I think you haven't seen Game of Thrones, but a lot of people have seen Game of Thrones, so it gave that it was uh gave it that um recognition, um facial recognition that I think you know an indie movie will sometimes needs to to take off, and then uh. The boy, the the little brother Caleb, um, who's played by Harvey Scrimshaw, has an excellent fucking performance. Like I oh like God. little kid performances are, you know, hit or miss, but this kid's performance is excellent. And it's kind of like a honestly in a um movie stealing um scene towards the end. Mm-hmm. Um 
and uh, it's just uh, it really makes you feel. This movie makes you feel uncomfortable and icky, and in uh, all the good ways. And you're just like, you don't really understand what's going on. The sequence with the actual witch um, taking the baby, which the movie opens with uh, Anya Taylor Joy's character Thomason uh, losing a baby brother, um, and the baby just kind of disappearing in front of her while she's playing peekaboo. And we see this old witch like mashing up the baby and rubbing the the guts all over her bo- naked body, and it's like very disturbing. Um, but that's kind of yeah. like all we get for the rest of the movie. And like this family is just like that's like what set the match and or set the you know uh, set the uh, set the fire, you know. And uh, and it's just slowly eating this family, and they're just tearing themselves apart. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is so well done. The like, because it's almost like a cabin fever thing as well. Because they are so isolated, alone. It's just the family, and it's only like uh, even with like the silver cups thing, uh, and uh, the animosity that the mom feels towards uh, Anya Taylor Joy the entire movie. Uh, Thomason's her character's name. Um, it uh, it just builds and it keeps building with these little things. It's done so well because it's all little things that like the like the devil would do to to like. Um, like fuck with you, I guess. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, it's so good. The uh, the kids say that they could see a witch riding in the night, and I rewound to see if I could, maybe if there was just like an actual like some like a horse riding in the distance, but I couldn't see anything. Um, but I thought it would be cool if that like on one of those like night shots where they show the wood line, if that was if they had like that as a little uh little thing, because the witch thing is so interesting because you'd never really see it except for in the very beginning and in the point whenever Caleb gets, uh, uh, taken. Um, yeah. But, the... Oh, and then, then at the end when it's milk and the cow as well, but you want, like there's a big point where there's none of that and it's, uh, it does well satisfying your craving for yeah for you well you're like not supposed to fully know like you're the audience is questioning what's happening just as much yeah. as the family is um you don't know what is imagined you don't know what is their religious paranoia uh and you don't know what's real mm-hmm. um, but obviously we see as the audience the witch mashing up the baby in like i mean i think we're meant to know that that is real um and it is not an imagined you know dream or something um so like we know that something's going on but like we haven't got any evidence of it from that point like you said till the mm-hmm. uh the blood the bloody milk goat's milk at the end of the movie um i think yeah that's what makes it so effective is you're just like you are hanging on like i gotta know what's happening here what is going on mm-hmm. here and it's also i don't think we stated the runtime i think of what was it, an hour and 37 minutes something like that uh, it's what is i said it earlier it's 93 minutes yeah 93 minutes i mean that like being so tight it really leaves you wanting more at the end honestly really uh i think that uh that my only thing is um I think that this is one example of a film that I could have liked more of. Um, but I think that because the constraints of the budget and, um, you know, the, the scope had to limit the scope and, and whatnot. Um, and it works because less is more at the end of the day. And I'd rather it be shorter, um, and better for it than, you know, make putting more in it, making it worse. But I really think that there could have been more to this, 
um, had there been a little more money available, um, and it could have really elevated it even further than, than what it was. That is honestly one of my few critiques of this whole thing, and I don't even know if it's a valid one because um, it works just so well as is. I was going to say, uh, when I fir the first saw the movie back when it first came out, I had the exact same thing. Like when the, 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 the witch stuff at the end where she, they're all like levitating, I was like, oh, fuck, like we're into some shit. And then it ends. And uh, uh, I was definitely w in the same boat. But having like rewatched it for this, uh, I, I granted, I'm, I'm, I know when it's going to end, but I love how it ends because it's just so like it's it's all real. It's all, you know, none of us imagine or whatever. And uh, I feel like adding any more could potentially take away from everything that's happened up to that point, because that's like how Hereditary ends, where it's just like the they get into the cult thing in the treehouse and it's just like, yeah, uh huh. And it's just like, what the fuck was that? But it's like, uh, if you explain what it is a little too more, you might oh, lose it. No, I understand that. I understand that. Um, but I don't even mean with just the ending. Um, I meant yeah. with like just like living in this world a little bit longer, maybe seeing more oh, gotcha, of gotcha. the town where they came from. Um, just mm -hmm. like it could have, you know, um, I think you know, I wanted just a little more out of this. and um, mm. But I don't think it's bad. I don't think that like that's even really... It's barely even a, a knock, um, mm. but because, like I said, I'd rather have something be shorter and less is definitely more in most cases, in my opinion. But this may be one of the few cases where I think that it, there could have been more put to it, and I would have uh, really liked it. But I know it's not like at at fault of the the you know the auteur in this you know just because it's his first fucking movie, and it costs only four million dollars, only yeah. four million, only. I mean, as the years go on, that that is a smaller and smaller amount of money. That's true. As we, yeah, especially in like the current times. Yeah, I mean, even with like the union stuff, like uh, uh, there's there's tiers for indie films, and the tier like what's considered an indie film is like I think it's up up to five million is considered indie, which even like I'm probably even like the like the mid two thousands that that seems ridiculous to be like an indie. Like usually it used to be I think it was like up up to two million. Uh, but I feel like even now you can get away with like 10 million and it's considered like an indie film. Um, Crazy. And most of, and almost all of that budget goes to the cast usually. And then the rest of it is because it's usually simple movies that are cheap to make, but they just the stellar cast is what gets them to blow up. Um, also, the the writing. I mean, I know we talked about in broad sense, the attention to detail, but the script is written in literally in early modern English. Um Mm. And it's easy, like it's it, written in a way that is easy to understand, but it is like definitely the way that the like accurate to the way these people talked. I noticed that all three of these movies, mm. the scripts are are trying to be uh, wrote in a way and written in a way that um, you know, it feels accurate to the time period and the place that they are living. Um, and it and it helps with the immersion, but it's not so dense that it's like Shakespeare or something where you can't understand mm. you know the, what they're fucking saying sometimes and it's like yeah, a, it's, it's like it's, a difficult you know that's like a tightrope kind of to walk mm. um because you could totally go too into far and like it really mm. really is, is like special to know exactly that point where it's still entertaining but it's still you know immersive and realistic language yeah it's like that uh the kenneth Brana movie uh where it's like you know enough with the context of around it like even if you don't know exactly what the words mean you know what they're saying um uh with this because there there's sometimes especially with the, the gravelly dude's voice sometimes it's just like i don't know any what you're saying without subtitles 
Um, but you still get it based on the performances and, and everything. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty, maybe I'm just, I watch more, uh, British television, uh, and movies or something, but I don't usually have any problems with it, but we do watch it every, we do watch with subtitles, so I might not even know, you know? Um, yeah, subtitles save me on, on, on a lot of this stuff. All right. Um, so, well, is there, I don't know. I feel like there's, this movie is pretty easy to sum up um but... yeah it's one of those movies where it's so good we and we end up not having like crazy a lot to talk about because it's so good it's it's easier to shit on something than it is to definitely is uh, but the themes are all another thing that's really really special about the film um the religious mm. the themes of paranoia um like also i mean just like puritanism and and how it you know drove people apart and like these uh, this family kind of went into the wilderness out of this sense of religious purity, um, and righteousness, and you know they're they're deathly afraid of you know what might happen to them. I there's a quote I was reading over here that mentioned something like that. Um, uh, that you know they they they're kind of in fear of God, like you know pissing off mm-hmm. God because they're gonna they're so you know one thing goes wrong and they're gonna die. Um, if this crop, you know, the harvest doesn't go well, or you know, wolf yeah. could eat the children, or they could get sick, or blah blah blah. Um, but uh, I don't know. They, they just like it works so well on a lot of levels, and I think that's why it's this is like one of the movies that helped uh, take off the or help the A twenty four brand take off. Um, and uh, it makes a lot of sense because it's it's really fulfilling on a deeper level. But it's also interesting, I think, at a surface level. And it's always special when something like that. Like, this is actually kind of... It's challenging, but it's digestible at the same time. And it's just like a perfect mm. mix. Um, and I think that the next two movies of his kind of fall a little bit on opposite lines of that perfect balance. Not in like mm. I not ways that they aren't perfect, but I think that they weren't received as well as this movie. Um, but, mm. um, and I'm, I got to check what the other movies made, but, uh, I know versus their budget, this made a lot more. Um, mm. so, all right. Um, I think that, I think I'm good. I think I've summed it up. We got three movies to, to talk about. So, I mean, we're, we could, we could, uh, wrap things up here. Um, it's an excellent film in all regards. It's pretty amazing that this is, uh, Robert Eggers first film and, it is a, such a uh, you really like. I think it, somebody with an attention to detail, and it makes sense that their first movie is is so good because it's like you, when you have attention to detail for the research and the set and all the information, but you also have that same eye, like a de- attention to detail with your eye and how you want things to look and how you want things to be lit and shot. It just like it all comes together. Um, I think that's what makes this dude special. Um, and I like his films. I hope one day I don't find anything shitty about him. Um, I mean, I, yeah, I was, that would suck. Um, but, uh, but I, regardless, he still makes good movies. I still will say that, you know, Roman Polanski has some good films despite him being a shitty person. So, um, I don't even know why I'm saying that, but it, I think cause I'm such a big fan of him, and usually people that you're a big fan of, um, end up letting you down. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, but like, it's fan, it is. fandom is is a toxic, dangerous thing. So, 
Uh, so for that all being said, what are we giving the debut of Mr. Robert Eggers' The Witch from 2015? I'm going to give it a four and a half. Four and a half. That is a really good score. And you know what I'm going to give it? What? Four. Four and a half. No, I think uh, uh, I need to I need to double check. I th- it's like this is the problem because in my mind it's like between those somewhere and I don't remember what I put down after I watched it if it was a f- I think I wanted to b- I originally had it a four I think from before and I now yes I was right it's a four and a half so yeah it's near perfect and like, I think the one thing like I Maybe could have been more. Um, it's just, well, that was probably my only thing. I don't know, know what else it w- what I'd do. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I, I, as far as like a, a a slow burn horror movie, I think this is like a, this is the blueprint. Like this is how you do it well in ninety minutes, and it's fulfilling yet not uh, too challenging. It's not too much of an ass to get someone to watch this. Yes, I think new filmmakers, aspiring filmmakers, I think this should be you know. In the mix, I think horror is. Uh, there's a reason why horror is a, uh, a way that a lot of people break through, um, and uh, this is a, just a perfect example of one of those movies. Um, but all right, all right. So that is the witch. So let's move on to the lighthouse. I should have did an intro with a joke from the lighthouse. I kind of meant to, but I forgot. Uh, something about lobster or whatever. So you have you have you seen the lighthouse before? Yeah, we I watched it with you. All right, I've asked you this all, like, like, like once a week probably, and forget yeah. that we've watched this before. Um, but um, so this is one of I'm just gonna straight up say it. This is one of my favorite movies. Um, and it is. I'm just gonna also straight up say it. This is my favorite of the trilogy of the. Uh, the White Eggers trilogy, and the White Eggers trilogy. <laughs> um, I and, like the trilogy, but the White Eggers. Trilogy. Yeah, no, the, the trilogy is good too. The um, White Edward trilogy. But is, yeah, this is the Emperor Strikes Back of the White the White trilogy. <laughs> and oh uh, honestly, it's a perfect. Oh, I just accidentally clicked on IMDb. Uh, it is a perfect um, film in my my opinion. Um, I love everything about it. I love the cast. Obviously, it's just Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. This is like one... I think I was already on the Robert Pattinson train by the time this was like announced to come out, uh, or the like trailer came out, and I was just like already whooping for this. So it was already in my... like a, like I think I just like was in my A24 early fandom and... Um, and, uh, and this, I heard this was coming out and like, this is gonna be dope. And it lived up to the hype in every way for me. Um, it is so cool and it's so gorgeous and it's so immersive and incredibly it's entertaining, but it is definitely like, it's just, it's like the witch, same the witch and this, they're like really entertaining, slow burn movies. Um, yeah, this one with the humor. The humor is definitely that you're right. That is the big 
uh, difference with this one versus the other two is how much humor there is, but it's also like how disturbing it is at the same time. And it's just like, I don't know if you want to call this a black comedy or it's just a, a drama. I think it's considered a black comedy. Uh, like, isn't it like if when you, I think, uh, I, I think I've seen that. I think I've seen that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just like lives up to, to all that hype. It was, it's so good. Um, the, 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 how do you feel about the four by three aspect ratio? And oh, the... I love four by three when, when four by three is done well, like with this, where it's, it feels purposeful rather than like, cause there's some things, especially in like the music video world where it looks like they threw it in four by three to just make it feel interesting after the fact. Uh, and like, of... Oh, it's what? like, yeah. Some people put things in a different aspect ratio just cause they think it's artsy, but the, it doesn't really add yeah. anything. But this really, obviously it's meant to feel like an old movie. Um, yeah, um, it's it really in so like the music really makes it feel like old yeah. show or an old movie, like the, um, like the, the, just the way it opens and, uh, and then the foghorn constantly blaring through the whole movie. Um, it's just mm. very, very, um, immersive and it just takes you back to watching some weird, uh, it's like you're watching some weird version of a, of an old movie and, um, you're just along for this crazy ride. Um, and once yeah. again, it is so well researched and so accurate. Um, but oh, the yeah. accents for Robert Pattinson is so like I don't know. It's it's so interesting. He is so his accents are all so not like Nick Cage over the top, but just like they for me at least I settle in like Devil all the time. His act when he comes up, <laughs> like, wow, I don't know about that. Is so uh, I've never seen Devil all the time. Oh, dude, Robert Pattinson, it's, he's on the poster, but he's only in the movie for like 20 minutes. It's, I don't, he's one of those kind of things. But man, he, I laughed when I first heard him speak because you don't expect him to go high-pitched, and he does. And, uh, but then you settle in, and it's just like, oh my god, what an asshole bastard. Yeah, he's really uh, into doing weird, like over-the-top characters. He wants to be a kid. He's like a wannabe character actor. Yeah, but yeah. But he's, I mean, I think he's on his way. He's uh, well, you know, I mean, Nick like, Cage Ghost Rider. He I did mean, Batman. Well, character actors, I feel like are are like no, no, like in the classic sense, or not usually the star. Yeah. they're usually somebody that's acting weird off to the side. Um, yeah. but I like, like Gary, Gary Oldman or, or or Willem Dafoe, like yeah, Willem Dafoe is definitely a, a perfect example of a character actor, mm. uh, like a, like a like as like the highest on the highest of levels. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, Robert Pattinson's really good in this. Um, the all you know what I was gonna say is an accent of his that it took me a second to get used to was in uh, Good Time, um, the New York yeah. accent. Yeah, um, yeah. It, you can always tell when someone is a non-New Yorker, like with like the accent. Like, there's a difference between like an actual New York person's accent and like the the faux one they do in the movies. It always just feels like a little off to me. Um. Uh, having said that, as a Pittsburgher, so um, the movie uh, is also pretty gay. Um, I mean, not like overtly, um, but I think you know when you're in this kind of situation, there's a level uh, when you're trapped on an island with with somebody. There's going to be a level of uh, of you know blurring those lines uh, when people do not have any sexual contact. Um, well, you have your little mermaid thing. <laughs> Also, masturbation is a recurring uh, theme yeah. in the film. Um, it comes up at many times. We see both characters uh, masturbate at certain points of the movie. 
Um, also the, you know, uh, Willem Dafoe just like gets strips naked and, and gets into the, yeah, he goes Buffalo light and we're like, not sure what he's actually doing up there. And, and, uh, like there's like weird, um, visions throughout the movie and, and like he gets to a point where we're not towards the end. You're like really not certain what is real and what's not between all the, yeah like the gaslighting, um, yeah, the uh, with all the fights and shit like that, I never. Uh, it really just fucks with you. There's so much of this movie. Like, I I got a little bit better this time than I did the first time, but um, the like when they do the thing where is Robert Pattinson running around with the axe? Uh, well, I think it's uh, Rule and Defoe's run chases him with an axe first. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, and it's just like the 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 way that they cut it and and everything it's just uh it's like it's like it fucks with you so well uh and then add that what i wanted to say earlier with the four by three where that they use it this way to make it feel extra claustrophobic because you're stuck in the fucking lighthouse and it's just it's uh, you're in a box just like they are seeing everything just adds so much more to like the tension and the nuttiness of it um it's just it's really good i uh i was saying the, I kept getting Buffalo Bill vibes this time. I don't know why I didn't think of it the first time, but when he's like disrobing in front of the uh, uh, in front of the lighthouse, it's Goodbye Horses just kept playing in my ears. Um, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I can see. I guess I can see that. I'm not sure what he's doing up there, but it doesn't seem. I I thought I assumed he was just making love to the lighthouse. I think I don't know if he was just like just hanging out up there nude and just jerking it. And there's like the one scene where like there's like what you think is like come dripping down from the upper thing. And then you like see, see a tentacle and stuff. So you're like, Oh, it's just the tentacle slime. But then you're like, wait, that wasn't real. So maybe it was yeah. just come, uh, oh, that, come like Robert Pattinson almost got come on by Willem Dafoe. <laughs> um, oh my God. And then like the farts, we didn't talk about the farts. No farts and beans dog. Uh, so many farts and it just like starts right off like i think one of the first scenes robert pattinson like goes up to his to the cot he's gonna be sleeping in and sets his bag down he sits on the bed to like tie his shoes or something and will defoe is standing in front of him and just rips ass in his face just like right off the bat there is like three times in the movie where Willem defoe farts in robert pattinson's face um and just like acts like nothing happened um, and just like you're not sure if Willem Dafoe is trying to drive Robert Pattinson crazy or is Robert Pattinson like, you know, uh, you know he seems to be working hard. But then there's like, yeah. um, I don't know, he, the gaslighting I, that's going on. Yeah, it's just uh, it's so hard to know. Because it's like because, well, I took it as just Willem Dafoe's character has just been there for forever. So he's just like he doesn't give a fuck. He's had how many wikis at this point? He's so he just doing his thing you live by his rules or whatever yeah uh, with the farts and stuff but uh uh i forgot the second thing that you said um uh yeah i don't know but farts but yeah and fart, more of them we need beans. more farts and uh and movies in this and serious movies and this did it it had, i mean it does it does it's does so good like there's a uh the, the northman has a fart that i thought does not work uh, it was not. Yeah, there was one like, fart, and I thought it. I honestly, and it was didn't, a comically loud fart too. It was one of those generic <laughs> fart sounds that's in everything. Honestly, yeah. I, I, well, we'll talk about that fart, but uh, in a bit. 
because I I need to be reminded fully of it. But uh, I know what I know. I know I remember the fart, but I don't remember the context of the fart. Um, I can't remember either. Uh, fuck, I know, but it I didn't know bother me. It, but it, it wasn't like funny to me. I remember that. I remember like it didn't yeah. land for me, but it also like I didn't care about it either. It, it only bothered me because it's the generic fart that's in everything you hear in so many things. If it was just like a normal or unique, more real fart or whatever, but it was just like that kind of thing that was like, uh, oh was like, yeah, no, yeah, no, these, I remember like, Ethan Hawke farts. Ethan Hawke farts. It, yeah. Oh yeah. man, no, I didn't. I don't uh, think it was no, a no. The kid fart. farts. No, the kid, the kid farts the kid when burps. they're doing. That's oh, no, 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 the kid farts. Yeah, Ethan Hawke farts. Yeah, the kid farts when they're doing their little ritual thing, and it is a, it is a, uh, one of those like ones that or there's a second fart I'm thinking of, but there's definitely a, a comically bad fart that is just one of the generic noises that I think just ruins the 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 mood of it in that moment, but. I don't know. I guess it's supposed to be silly because it's the kid. Yeah, I will. We'll get to the Northman. Um, um, Sorry, my feelings on that. The but... lighthouse. Speaking of the lighthouse, the lighting. I fucking love the cinematography of this movie so much. Especially, like, I think it's my favorite of the three. Uh, when it comes I to just, like lighting and and, and uh, shot composition and everything, uh-huh. it is so fucking perfect. Especially because you're working in black and white. Obviously, it's easier to light in black and white. You don't got to work color spill and shit but um but when you do that you have so much more detail in black and white you get more like it's like a sharper image in black and white uh and it's used so well with the softness that they do and all of like the 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 playing off windows like they do in in uh, the witch and it's just it's so clean but bloomy and, and old feeling at the same time and but smooth like it's, i guess that's what it put the lighting in this is like butter uh the way i look at it where everything is just like there's nothing hard or harsh, but it, it fits the tone of everything at the same time. Yeah, it's, it's it, every, I don't know. The gray scale works so well. Like it somehow, it, it just like adds to the atmosphere and the, like, and then, I think you notice the lighting is, um, comes into play so much more when you're in gray and uh, black mm-hmm. and white because, um, it is, uh, because there's so much more. If you want to make things uh, stand out and have detail, um, you know the lighting really, really matters. Um, and uh, I think that's what adds the what makes you know it's a big part of the, how this looks. Mm. How this looks and the attention to detail of how it's lit and how it's you know colored and 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 you know the even the aspect ratio and everything it all adds to the immersion of it. It's trying yeah. to look like something old, but it's also very clear because it's new. And there's like mm-hmm. things like the right amount of grain on it and uh, and whatnot. Um, it uh, but it, it's all the pieces kind of come together, um, and it's uh, um, just fully immersed in this weird, weird world. Um, and it just like it made me think like think about you know the you know the the nineteenth century and how like it's not that much different, but they're so much different at the same time. Um, like there's certain, like they don't have some things, uh, but they do have some things. Um, and just like how the work was and, and what was it, the wages and, um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. The conditions, um, that they live in and how it just like descends into madness. It's just like, and that's really at its core, just like two men trapped on an Island descended to madness. And the movie's been done probably before, but, um, it just works so well in this uh setting 
just like uh, the witch perfect casting like this is this is another one where I, I, if it casts differently, I don't think it works. Yes, uh, exactly. It's the, the the script, the performances, and you know the way it looks. Like that is mm. the three uh, pillars that hold up the, these both of these movies. Um, I'm curious if he writes the. Uh, I don't know about for which, but for this one at least, if he writes like like sometimes people like already have an actor like they're dead set on and they write it based on how they know that actor would portray it and that way it's like works to the strength so i'm wondering if some if this was just like had to be willem dafoe had to be robert pattinson from the jump and it's like based the characters around like those actors um because that would make sense because it's so fucking well done yeah um yeah that you know that definitely makes a lot of sense. Um, well, they definitely have a relationship. Uh, it's Willem Dafoe, you know, he comes back for the next movie. Um, I read that. Uh, well, look, I know Robert Pattinson. Um, I don't know who looked up who for this one. Um, but uh, I know that Robert Pattinson, like in his indie movie phase, uh, he was like just straight up hunting directors himself. Like he, if he saw something he thought was weird and artsy, uh, he would just like contact a director and be like, "I want to make something with you," and that's pretty, you know, that's how a good time happened. Um, and uh, I think yeah. he, I think he contacted Claire Denis for High Life too to do that. Um, and uh, I think it's like really what what has like made his career what it is now. Um, and like now he's just this mainstream star again. Um, and I think he really, you know, busted his acting chops, or he got his acting yeah, chops yeah, he, in he got his chops. and uh, and now, um, you know, he's he's back, and he's taken he's seriously. Back. It's not just like a sex symbol. Um, mm. And Alex uh, Skarsgård is another person I think who was casted a lot as a sex symbol in his uh, er, in his early twenties, uh, and uh, is kind of like I've read an article where he was like talking about how he was tried to like shed that shed that kind of uh role like didn't want to be typecast you know by that though he is you know pretty much you know That's it. he just becomes Rich. a hunk he Jack becomes Rich, he-man for the uh, movie thor yeah he's thor um, yeah uh but, but yeah. yeah so what <laughs> what else what else do you want to talk about with the lighthouse um uh do you want to go over the ending I mean, so yeah, like go, sure. Yep. You want to? You can go ahead. Explain the ending. They, oh, I was drinking like for the, days. the yeah, the shot just like when he specifically just talking about the shot where it's uh, Robert Pattons is just like out on the rocks eating eaten by the seagulls. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I just say that like that that's so wild the imagery. The uh, you know just shouldn't have killed the fucking one eyed seagull. Why'd you uh, spill your beans? <laughs> Um, but yeah, I just, I just, Uh, that makes me laugh. That's my favorite line in the movie. Yeah, that's so good. Will Defoe is so good at everything. He's, uh, he's so good at everything. But yeah, I just like visually, I just thought it was really fucking sick. Like, I, this, it just goes with the cinematography and everything. A lot uh, of the, the supernatural, um, like vision like moments like the ending or like when Willem Dafoe's like naked and he like turns into a lighthouse and his like face lights mm-hmm. up Robert Pattinson that's like actually an old painting um from 1904 um oh. and uh yeah just like a lot of um inspiration from old art and stuff from the period and uh and mythology 
and it just like it just works so well and just like everything comes into place and uh and it works at the highest of level um so yeah fantastic score fantastic cast fantastic cinematography um fantastic movie it's a two out what's it it's just a little over two hours right but it is uh yeah it's all of his movies are easy watches easy but, watch uh, easy watch yeah that's an, uh, 110 or 109 minutes. That's two hours, and or no, that's an hour. Yeah, it's and, not even two hours. Yeah, an hour fifty. It's hour fifty one minutes or something like that. Hour fifty minutes. Hour forty nine. Hour forty nine. All right. So, what are you giving the lighthouse? Uh, a four and a half as well. I I like this just as much as the witch, but for different reasons. And I think, well, I think it is better cinematography cinematography wise. Um, then it, I, I think that it's, I, I just, it's, it's just not a five for me just because I feel like I don't have the, it's missing the emotional thing for me, I guess, of being like that perfect film. Um, but it's just a great fucking ride and it's a great, it's an easy watch. It's so, and just like the witch, it's just like, I don't have anything really I would change about it. I think it's perfect as it is, uh, for what it is, but, uh, I don't, I don't know why it, it but it's just, it's not a. Doesn't hit the same to me as like Power of the Dog or Mo- uh, 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 Moana. Uh, no, not Moana. The <laughs> God, what is the other? My other big fiver. That it was one of the first episodes we did the podcast. Um, not Malhari. That's a production company, but it's um, Minari. Minari. That's it. I always get the. Uh, there's a production company in Pittsburgh called Malhari that I always get confused with. Um. Yeah, Minari. Um. So I'm giving it a five. Boom, 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 boom. I got five on it. It's one of my favorite movies. Um. And uh, yeah. That's what else is there to say? It's one of yeah. my. It's probably one of my top five movies at this point. Maybe not top five. I got a lot of five stars to have. It's getting crowded. Yeah. It's getting crowded up there, but I, I do. It's one of my favorite movies, and uh, I've, whatever that says about me, whatever, <laughs> whatever, go with it. Um, but all right, not bad taste. He's got not bad taste at all. Nope. So speaking of taste, it's well, time to I taste the flesh of our enemies. We gotta get in the position. <clears throat> I'm ready. Is my head below my shoulders yet? I'm trying. Yeah, he's like a space marine. Uh, there's a. Uh, <laughs> a I won't go into it too deep, but there's like um, people always talk about in Warhammer the like the they like draw the outlines of the models, and they're like if a human was inside of there, that their like neck, their head would be like in their shoulders, and their arms would be out like this, and it just reminds me of the way that pose is. So, yeah, yeah. That, that, none of that shit is anatomically like feasible. Yeah, it's like a Barbie doll. Um, <laughs> but um, all right, The Northman, the third movie in the the White trilogy, and most recent. And oh yeah, we forgot to mention the budget of the Lighthouse. The budget of the Lighthouse was eleven million, and it made eighteen point three. Um, Taxes so. Dude. Did you say taxes do? Yeah, I was when I like say from ooh, the game of life on PS One. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I have a copy of it. I have the emulator ROM. That's it. Yeah, I've me and Riss have played it once. 
Um, God, a life kick. We played it a shit ton, but sorry. 70 to $90 million. Wow. That's a lot of fucking money, dude, for this. Somewhere there. Box office, $52.3 million. Now, technically, it's still in the box in the theaters, but it's been out for a couple weeks now. So, so I remember when it for the after its first weekend, it did really, really, really bad, and they were just like, "This is like a legendary bomb." Like it's starting to be a legendary bomb. It looks like it's made some money since then, but it's not nearly going to make its money back. I just don't understand why, because when I saw the trailer for it, I like shit a brick with how dope it looked. Like it was like uh, that Hellblade Senua Sacrifice game, but like a movie and way more pretty. Uh, it, it, I, I, the trailer alone got hooked. So I don't know. Everybody's uh, into I, that like Viking show and like, yeah, uh, like that kind of goofy shit. And there's like three Viking shows on various networks. Um, so I may, I don't, I guess that's what they thought was going to be a draw. Obviously, Robert Eggers was going to be a draw for the indie crowd. Like it was just going to be like this perfect uh, come together moment, and yeah, uh, it wasn't. No, honestly, the box office right now is very fickle. Um, it's you know people are coming out like in droves for the right movie, which is unfortunately mm-hmm. like a big name property. But like, there's it's just hard to get people in the the theaters if it's not something they really really want to see i think everything all at once did well because it was fun. i was gonna say yeah that that did well and that got a, a that got a theater extension uh in some places they were like doing rescreen they're rescreening at nimax now in, in certain cities yeah it's like become a surprise hit but i think it makes sense with the tone that it has mm-hmm. um but the, this movie i just like and it's it's rated r um also um i guess everything all at once is rated r yeah that one's um, rated r as well but uh but yeah i think it's like People like our dads would be coming to see this out in droves. Just like, like dads don't really go to the box, go to the movie theater anymore. It's like young yeah. people, really. And I just, uh, I think people will give this movie a try, but I think at a glance, it might just seem like another generic, like fantasy movie, uh, or not like mm. medieval fantasy kind of movie. And it's like just not that really at all. Um, I feel like this movie is like what it kind of has like the DNA of like the green Knight, but then it's also way more entertaining and has action. And, and mm-hmm. like, uh, I feel like this movie is what I thought the green Knight was going to be. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like not in terms uh, yeah, no, of the setting, but in terms of like the, the energy and the scale or maybe not the scale, but the energy and like the, the mixture of there's some action. It's not just like mm-hmm. a slow burn. Um, this movie is not really a slow burn, I would say at all. No, it's, I no. It's long, but it is a. It just moves. It is very much a. Um, it's just your kind of run of the mill ad- adventure revenge film, really. Yeah, I, it's bones are, are very much that. Uh, yeah, it's the Lion King, but I would say it does. I liked the little twist with the oh, mom. Oh, the I didn't realize that you're calling saying this is the Lion King. I can, see, yeah, I guess I see that. Oh, this is yeah, dude. Scar kills Mufasa. Well, it's and, Shakespeare. Uh, Fimba. It's, it's based off Shakespeare. Oh well, yeah, yeah. The movie is. Uh, I think it's, it's based, based off, off Hamlet. 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 Yeah, because the guy's name's Amlet in it too. Like it's straight up. But I well, just ha- cool, cause, so here's the, this will blow your mind. Hamlet is actually based. They say is based on. Amleth. A Norse mythology in the story of Amleth. Gotcha. It's going back to the sauce, the original sauce. Interesting. So this is where the Lion King started here. 
apparently. That's nuts. But uh, I mean, the re- the reason why is just it's the it's the most relevant thing that everybody knows. Has the brother, uh, the king gets killed by his brother, and his son leaves and comes back as an adult. Yeah, yeah, that is him. true. That is true. I honestly didn't think of it, but I mean, I knew it's like this is a like an as archetypal as as... story. Yeah, that actually, really, as... really brings it home for me now. <laughs> yeah, as soon as Scar kills Ethan Hawke, man, I was just like, oh, this is. But like, I was in, into it, and like, what I was gonna say was with the mom at the end, where it, it turns, where the mom was actually in on it and i was like it oh, was good this, twist this, like, yeah it was like oh it's macbeth meets the light uh, or meets the lion king this is sick um but uh that that at least kept it fresh for me but it, this movie does move so well i think pacing wise I, I wasn't bored at all in it and i love that they did the uh the old boy homage uh when they all jump that fort right but it's all in a profile and it's like a one uh yeah uh, there's some really cool sequences shit. in this movie honestly like they're like there are some cool fucking sequences in this movie. Um, I will. I have some disappointment things, and I have a a, a, a list of them. But hit me with them. Uh, all right, all right. Well, uh, the first one is kind of about the end of the movie, where how, that old boy shot I just referenced. That's how it, it, fucking epic the final battle should have been with the dick swinging on the volcano. But for yeah, some reason, yeah. it felt very underwhelming. It was short. Yeah, and, I agree. The, then, dick, the dick swing um, battle. I think I built it up in my mind as something crazy because the movie was so good. I'm like, the dick swing battle is going to be nuts. I got. I wish I, I got spoiled about it. <laughs> Literally. <ba-dum-tsh. laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I, uh, but the that was underwhelming. And then... Uh, that that the old boy one is the most action shot of the whole movie. Uh, like it doesn't get it as as uh, actiony as that point. But the other thing that was annoying to me was like when he is like, "Hey, I've got your son's heart to to, to Scar." I'm just gonna call him Scar to Scar. Uh, and then he walks up, and uh, I'm like, "All right, this man has I, we've seen him destroy everything in his path, get taken down in two punches by some regular guys." And uh, and I was just like, well, this just feels forced. Oh no! Oh, so apparently it was to let on the the slaves escape or something. Like he was letting Anya Taylor Joy run away because he said there's a yeah, scene but- later where he explains why he did it. Because I had the same issue with that. I was like, but this he could have just weird. beat the shit out of everybody and had done the same well, thing. Because like, he, he, he was afraid that. that they were gonna kill Anya Taylor Joy to like get him to stop or something. So he was trying to yeah. let her escape. I I thought that was also a little thin. Um, so that that was one thing I had an issue with personally. Yeah, it, it, I feel like they had him be like He Man, and then from the time that he starts his actual journey home. He just gets like weaker and weaker. And, well, like uh, he's like starts adding these rules. Like I can't do anything until it's the volcano. I can't kill yeah, anyone until the volcano. So now I'm just gonna be just do mischievous things and, until then. Um, yeah, I thought uh, that was, I did take it did take some of the energy out of it. From uh, I did notice. So I'm like, man, we've been on the farm for a while now, and yeah. I thought that people would be dead, and it's kind of just taking its time now, but. Um, but I, I, once I accepted that what was like, I have to wait until mm-hmm. the volcano the dick, and <laughs> Dick Mountain, the Dick Swing fight, and uh, so like, I, and he was like slowly working towards it, and um, I was fine with it. I like did like all the like the uh, like the they were like trying to make him think that it was a spear, evil spirits and stuff, and how everyone was like freaking I love out, that. and yeah, that's how it was all real, real good. So like, I was back in it relatively quickly after that, but there was like a slight lull around that point. 
Um, they had a line. They had a line where it was like, uh, "Do you think this was the Christian God? They worship a, a corpse nailed to wood or nailed to a tree." Uh, yeah, their God is a corpse nailed to a tree. <laughs> and I, I like, laughed it out loud. Cr- I-, <laughs> I did too. It makes it made Christians sound so brutal. He's like, Make man, it's metal as fuck. <laughs> Fucking uh but uh, I thought that was cool though. I like that they acknowledged that of the time frame it's at that like they're in the that where they are in the world that there are the different religions have their own gods but like they're still uh it's like it's not all under like the norse mythology in this movie it's all um and to an extent it takes place in the ninth century cool yeah that's christianity was around by then right oh yeah christianity was around by um like the first century gotcha the uh man the test of time but uh Fucking, I forgot what I was going to say, but moving on the next gripe uh, was, I was going to make fun of the posture. I thought it was ridiculous. I thought it was so ridiculous. I, they were sitting the around the bear. All the, he's an animal. He's a, like, they're wolves, they're bears, they're animals. They spent the whole first third of the movie to tell oh, us I that know. he's training to be an animal. So like when he, when he's in, walking through the village that they just murdered everyone covered in blood yeah. and he's like, like that he's in animal mode. And I think it was trying to like, it was trying to, sh- yeah, to show that visually that he is like morphed into a beast and he's trying so, to make him wait. look more beast like. So he has that same posture, even when he's in a slave thing and it makes him look more well, he like, like, he's like, it like afraid slowly comes and like, back. Because I feel like yeah, he starts standing up straighter, late, like when he settles more into being a slave. That when he, well, yeah. So when he's first, when he's in the slave thing, most of it though, he just it looks because he's doing the hunch. He looks like he's cowering in fear around everybody. Just, which I, and, unless that's meant to be that way, but uh, well, it is a little it, bit like he's like a beat, like he's this wild beast though. Like I don't know, it reminds yeah. me of Conan a little bit. Um, some yeah, of this stuff. Uh, which I love that mo- old movie. Um, yeah, yeah, I get, the, I definitely get the. Conan. Um, I don't but, know. Uh, I, I, that, I didn't have an issue with the posture. I got what he was going for. It definitely is over the top, but I, I think I was here for it. Uh, I yeah, I think I think that if the final, if Dick Mountain would have been as badass as the old boy shot, then I think I'd feel differently about that. Where it opens on a profile where his neck is like four feet in front of his uh, body, just slow walking with the lava, and I'm like, oh, this is coolest shit i've ever seen shit's about to go down and then it ends in like a couple minutes after a couple slashes and it's uh you know like, uh, i don't know if this is the same sequence you're referring to but man the the one where they're like about to storm that fort and they throw like the the people that's the, the fort, old boy shot. yeah when they throw the spear at the vikings and the one catches it in his hand yep. throws it yep. back and kills one that also reminded me a little bit of uh, so 300 i don't know like yeah. the way it was like set up it, it the the catch and throw back for some reason reminded me yeah. of 300 um, yeah so that scene it goes when they when they first remove all their wolf uh, skins. It goes into a profile shot of them running and climbing the tower in that one. Or that's what I'm talking about, like the old boy hallway reference. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That that was super Man. cool. Super cool. Man, was that that was the coolest fucking part of the movie. That was like I thought that that was like the tone that we were getting so, in for. So yeah, uh, once that's that whole scene happened, I'm like, man, is there gonna be like a bunch of this kind of shit? Because I'm kind of here for this. Yeah, um, that's it, what I was like. I was like, I this is the budget would have been a lot more. Even I think the budget would have been even more if you had constant. I mean, this is a high budget for what we got. Like, 
I think. Uh, yeah, least. yeah, I guess so. Um, the mountain probably is what costs that much money. That was probably a lot of CGI. The, uh, the, the lava. lava stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that probably took up like at least ten million of the fuck. Yeah, they're, they're, um, honestly, they're, yeah, I didn't like the CG lava shit. It reminded me too. You know what it yeah. reminded me of? A little, uh, five, a, little a little, a little indie movie called Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was thinking about Resident Evil Five, where they're fighting on the volcano. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy that what I'm sure that I don't know how much Revenge of the Sith costs, but I'm sure it was more than this. Oh, so much! I think that was more like uh, in for that time frame, it was probably more like one hundred. But I think it shows you how much technology has progressed because you know we have a smaller budget movie that has a same level of lava fight yeah. and um, dicks silhouettes. Bare honestly, though the but the dicks were overhyped. I barely could see the dicks. Oh, agreed. Line. Agreed. Dicks were overhyped. Disappointed on no dicks. <laughs> the for real though, I don't know. There's something uh, about that. Just, it seems badass. It would, that, like, honestly, I, I was kind of into going it. Sword Slash. I was kind of into it. Uh, the idea. Yeah. Um. Oh, we didn't. Oh, we're kind of jumping around in the movie a little bit, but you know what I liked the this movie like the Green Knight. I liked. I know a lot. Like people didn't like oh, it liked that it. much. I, I the what I liked about the Green Knight was that it felt like a sequence of D&D quests. And this movie also, it, to an extent, like once it kind of gets set, it's set, but there are like these D&D quests, like he has to go get the sword, and it's like this weird puzzle thing he's got to figure out. Like that is a straight D&D quest. Uh, like, oh, I'm fighting this this, um, this lich or whatever, this zombie, and this death knight, yeah. and I can't figure out how to kill it. Oh, I need to push it into the light. And like that is just straight up D and D puzzle, um, and yeah, uh, yeah. just like stuff like that. And uh, I really liked, I really liked that. Um, it makes me feel it. It just add, that kind of stuff adds to the feel of an adventure film. Um, that you like, there are little um, kind of mini quests in, that lead up to the big, um, you know, goal. Uh, and this does do that. The main quest of killing your brother yeah. and freeing your mother. And then, you know, you have to actually kill your mother as well. Twist. It's like oh, almost an hour into the movie is when he's like with the slaves at the, at on, in Iceland. And, uh, and at that point, I, I mean, it's probably over an hour, the point where the fetch quest begins. And I was, when I, they're doing the the fate thing and she's going all over like what all he needs to do and, and whatever. I, I was like, Oh God, we're, we're just starting like the fetch quest now. And I was uh, kind of concerned that I was about to get into it, feel a lot longer. Cause uh, uh, I didn't know how deep I was into it at the time in the theater. I didn't look at the time, but it just uh, going back though. Um, but it ended up just being the sword. It was just the sword and bang on, on Taylor joy. And that was fire Dick mountain. Like that was your quest. Fire a dick mountain. Um, fire um, a dick mountain. Dick and fire mountain. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did. I liked seeing um, all the cultural stuff as well. Um, I mm. think that especially the Rus people that are, you know, they're like early Russians. Um, mm. That was super interesting to see. And oh, here's the other thing about this movie. Is this movie is this movie or is this movie not a near one to one to Django Unchained? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Another uh, adventure revenge film. Um that, but involves, it, but sla- that also involves slavery. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I guess the, the second half of the movie on, yeah. Uh, if it didn't have the opening uh, Lion King parts, I would, I would 100% say agree with that. Yeah, if you uh, remove the 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 King plot, it is just like I'm trying to get revenge on, you know, the, on my the, slave master, on my slave master, essentially. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess that's the difference for sure. But I mean, it's not a one-to-one. All right. I exaggerated. It's not a one-to-one, but it is definitely, um, a very, there's a lot of overlap, uh, with this movie. I think I initially made, I tweeted or made a post and it was just like, this is Django and Skyrim. Um, uh, cause it's, you know, the Skyrim is also very influenced by this sort of mythology mm. and, um, time period. And you see a lot of the similar, architecture and fashions and and whatnot in Skyrim as you do in this. So it's kind of like my, I think for a lot of people, it's like they're one of their main um, exposures to this sort of stuff. And, uh, but this is like actually the true shit from the source. And it's so, uh, it's really cool to kind of see that. Um, Yeah. It's a really cool adaptation of a really ancient story. And uh, I think it's a really entertaining way to have done it. And, mm-hmm. uh, honestly, uh, I, this movie isn't perfect. It's my, I'm just going to get this out of the way. This is my least favorite, um, Robert Eggers film, but Same. I saw a lot of people giving this movie shit in like an A24 groups and, uh, just obviously making fun of it cause it bombed. And I'm like, I thought it was going to suck. And I'm like, but I was like, you know what? I, I like Robert Eggers. I, I think I trust him. He's, he's going to make a movie that I'm going to like. And mm-hmm. I did. Um, I did really like it. I was really entertaining. Um, I think I read in an interview that he is not like he's he's happy with it, but that he had to make some sacrifices with the the studios, and he probably isn't going to make a movie of this budget again. Um, he will or will not? Will not. He said he does not want to make oh, wow. a movie this big again um, because of the sacrifice. I think he wants to go David Lynch route and just make yeah. uh, small weird movies for the rest of his career. <laughs> Uh, this might have been. I mean, if this is your Dune moment, I'd say that this, you did okay. Uh, this is not Dune. Yeah, I, this is definitely how no, much, not Dune. The original. I love Dune. Yeah, I love that one. That's uh, but I think uh, with all the poop talking I've been doing on the movie, I like I said in the beginning of the section of it, I genuinely love the pacing of the movie, and I I'm in on so many. Uh, I think it's more of just like. I see the potential, at least in in my eyes, of what it could have been based on what it was set, how it was set up, um, and I think that got me overhyped while I was watching it. Uh, and so there's just like getting off of the the you know, the letdownness of it, you know, walk away for a year, come back and rewatch this later. I think I'm gonna enjoy it a lot because um, it's so well made. In cinematography wise, it's there with Lighthouse and The Witch is it has its own. It's a lot more of a clean modern look. Uh, like big action, not a big action movie look, sorry, but like more of that like modern Game of Thrones type look. Yeah. But uh, but it's done so well. I mentioned earlier, uh, uh, Senua's Sacrifice. It's a it's a video game that's based in uh, Norse mythology and all that, and it has very similar visual, uh, just visual tones and just straight up visuals to this movie, especially with like the red fire and the chanting and shit like that. It's uh, and so that all that was super cool. Uh, in detailed and just uh, it has a look it has its own feel still it still feels like it feels more of like a ma- more mainstream than the other previous movies but it still feels like his movie um and yeah i think it just either needed more action to go more in that route after that tone was set or 
or at least just the final battle needed to be a lot more epic to satisfy the the lull in the mid, in like the second act um but it's still yeah it's a fantastic film i still think that everyone should watch it i don't know why you would it, i i don't know why people would shit on it i don't think it's bad by any means i like this better uh, than the batman interesting i think like, i honestly, like the batman better I'll I like, like a significant this. margin, honestly. I was the, wow. not entertained by the Batman. I was entertained. You know what's funny by this? You know what's funny? You're not the the more people I talk to, it seems like the longer that they've been at, since seeing the Batman, uh, since all the visuals have died and the hype and everything. I think a lot of people both have just and uh, it's not like while it was epic in the moment, it is uh, it's the longer it's at least for me too. I like it significantly less since we saw it uh not significant but i i like it less than since i initially saw it for sure i just think um, that it's like i think people got really i don't want to get on a thing but just real quick i think people got um really excited about the the vibe and like oh batman in a in a fucking david fincher movie this is like our dream so and like yeah. there's so much that is executed well through that um, but I think that it's just like kind of a hollow pastiche at the end of the day, and um, and just too big. I think if it was shorter, I think it would have been a lot better. It would have been at least yeah. like an enjoyable movie, but it's just too mm-hmm. fucking long. Yeah, if you chopped off that half hour epilogue, uh, and just ended at the uh, right. There's so much you could chop. Out. Yeah, there, I agree. I agree. I agree with that. I think this is a that's a two and a half hour movie that didn't need to be this easy, long. and that would be easy to easy to cut half hour. Um, yeah beyond yeah. that would be hard but i think you can even go further if you wanted it's just like there's a whole extra act in there um but mm-hmm. but all right all right back northman anyway. i like better northman i was actually entertained by northman i'm like it's not my favorite movie ever it didn't blow me away i didn't f- like feel anything from it i mean there were moments i was like hell yeah but it wasn't like constantly like yeah fuck yeah um and uh and like yeah I did have some things about it but ultimately at the end of the day it was a really enjoyable film and it was very entertaining and I think like this is the kind of popcorn movie that I want and I just realized that like this is not um this isn't what they're they're making you know like uh, it's this mar a thousand years of Marvel and and Ryan Reynolds free guys and um and whatnot I've heard the movie's not actually that bad. Uh, of course, uh, but you I get what would you're say that. I, I, no, I haven't seen it. I've just heard. And yeah, uh, but you know, anytime Ryan Reynolds is in a movie, you usually like it more him. than me. I like him. What? I don't what? like the. I don't like. I like him. I think he's a very good performer, and I think he can be good in the right thing. But I don't like the movies that he picks. Except I like Deadpool. I was gonna say Deadpool's Deadpool and the Pokemon like just, movies. People are trying to milk the Deadpool shtick. Yeah, I agree with that. I do. I agree with that. Um, but I, I feel like I haven't seen anything other than Deadpool. And the, the fact Pokemon that we're movie. talking about other things means we need to wrap this up. Sorry. No, if you uh, let you can finish your thought though. I didn't mean to, you know, cut you off. Um, I was just saying I don't. I I can't think of anything else he's been in because the pandemic. He wasn't in stuff for a while. There's just the free guy, the Michael Pokemon Bay movie. Netflix movies. Uh, and... Oh, that's right. That's right. And red that red notice. Yeah, red notice. Well, that's yeah. right. I um. Yeah, he's in some stinkies, buddy. But he's the, so uh, popular. Nobody. He's like the rock status. I think it's just because he's a likable guy. It's just, oh yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. I get it. People just like seeing him. Uh, I he's, he's funny. But all right. Well, we didn't talk what about you? the cast really. Um, we should do that before we finish. 
Um, it's not as standout as the other two for me. But it's still good. Uh, Skarsgård is, is perfect. Nicole Kidman Agreed. is actually really good in this. Um, I thought so, too. I think I constantly, when I see Nicole Kidman, I'm, like, sleeping on her always. Yeah. But every time, every time, she's good. Every single time. Like, Killing of a Sacred Deer, she's just, she's that good always, you know? Mm. Um, and uh, I'm not familiar with the guy who plays Scar, Fjolner. Clace bang, bang. Um, yeah, I'm not, but he's, he's, he's fine. Ethan Hawke honestly hated his accent. Um, yep. Ethan Hawke was, was playing silly. Ethan Hawke as a Nordic king who randomly had an accent. Um, so I, I do that, that. I did think that it was a weird casting personally, but he's a good actor. It's just you know, um, he's a little That's stiff. He's felt. very stiff. As yeah, an, and like I think it works for certain roles like really well, like what first reformed. But in uh, but like in this Love role, it didn't, form, it didn't work for me. Um, I uh, yeah, I agree. I think it felt more like a studio cast than a casting than a personal casting. Um, for whatever reason, because the the casting of the rest of his movies, everything feels so perfectly like set in there, and this just it uh, it's the it's the only thing out of out of the three that didn't feel like it belonged. Um. Willem, Willem Dafoe is a small part as Jaime or the Fool. Um, he's great. Good. Um, then there's like the son who's played by Gustav Lind, the son of Scar. Um, Bjork has a small part as a Sirius, and she's actually she's good. Um, there was uh, oh, there was one person uh, I didn't I don't have the name of the actor, but there was. Did you notice? Obviously, Ralph Ineson and Kate Dickey had small cameos in the film from the witch um towards the end but uh i can't find him the the name of this actor but there was a guy from lamb in this movie because half the movie really? takes place in iceland and yeah, the brother yeah. from lamb is one of the slaves that plays in that game with uh the game with uh scars oh yeah he's got a really? beard yeah i think i know which one you're talking about i think i know what you're talking about uh wow i didn't even think of, i didn't realize that at the time Yes, yes. That's wild. That was him. And um yeah, he, I was like, man, this is perfect. And it, was, it looks like it must have been down the street from where they shot Lamb. Uh cuz it <laughs> looks like the damn same. It's beautiful. Beautiful up there. I definitely I never thought I'd want to see Iceland until I've seen these last few movies and I'm just reminded on how beautiful it is up there. Every time I meet someone who's been there, they always tell me how cheap it is to get there from Pittsburgh. Like it's one of those few. Oh, because it's short that... and nobody wants to go there, so it's, it's like it's, a double whammy of cheapness. Uh, um, yeah, like I pre-pandemic, pre-pandemic, you could get tickets for 150 each way. Like, because uh, yeah, we're on us being on the East Coast and it being halfway mm. between here and Europe. Um, maybe not halfway, but it, a part of the way to Europe. It's not that far. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's that's it's cool. A, Actually, that's a good. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, I don't know how much it would be now, and with all with, there's still COVID restrictions or whatever. But yeah, it's it's on my bucket list of places to go. Um, it just looks so beautiful. Um, but uh, but yeah. So what are you giving the Northman? I am, and I almost feel bad saying this, but I am at a three and a half. I think that's fair. I'm giving it a four, but I think it's a barely a four. And I, would yeah, I feel like I just, I don't have enough. Like if there was, if the, honestly, if the mountain, if Dick mountain fire, Dick, Dick at fire mountain 
ended up being as epic as the old boy shot, I think that I'd be definitely a four, maybe higher. But I just feel like uh, it was just like a, a, a the whole second half of the movie was just like a, a decrescendo. Um, I, I don't know. I was I was very entertained at the end of the day, and I did have problems with it. And I like I said, I I could be talked into a three and a half, but I think uh, I, I'm feel good about a four. Um, but uh, yeah, I think oh. the boy though, our boy is three for three as far as making movies. Yes, yeah. I would I would agree with that. The uh, and I was gonna ask when you saw it, I saw it alone at like ten ten in the morning because Kylie and I's schedules ended up getting fucked up. Uh, and it was me and two other people, surprisingly, in the theater. Um, so I, I was curious how many people were in your theater. I saw it at Cinemark, and it was uh, right after work. It was like right at f- like right before five, and I um, there was like I think ten people in the theater. Maybe wow, because right. it's been out for like uh, I think like two almost three weeks now. It's, I think it's a trickler, and I think the more people yeah. have been talking about it, there's been some more people uh, seeing it. Now that it's going to be coming to on demand, though, I think that's going to be the end of the theater stuff. Um, yeah, but it's—I think it's had a word of mouth thing a little bit. Um, mm. that's kind of helped it get make at least some money because I think honestly, after the first week, it was like ten million dollars or something like that. Oh my uh, god! Yeah, it was something oh. really bad, really, really like oh. they were like, "This is a legendary bomb," and now it's like at least they're past halfway. Uh, yeah, fuck. <laughs> Um, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure it'll make it up in streaming of somehow, but I mean, the, that's, uh, a, that's a lot that's, of money, but they'll at least get close because you um, can't even say you'll make it up in DVD sales because that's there not even a thing anymore. And they make so much it's less money on rights. streaming. Like, yeah, unless they get it. Yeah. They get bought out for streaming rights. Uh, that, which on honestly demand. on demand, like VOD. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I don't even know. It might make its money back in like two years, but I don't think it's going to this year. But all right. I think we are ready to wrap it up. I did want to mention um, I have been – I've resumed my A24 watch. I, um, I A couple years ago, I told myself that I made a commitment that I was going to watch every single A24 film, and I got about 80-some movies in. Um, oh, my God. There's that many. Oh, there's over a hundred now. I didn't um, even know. Holy fuck! Yeah, I, I, so I counted them up, and I currently need thirty-seven more films. Um, oh my god! And uh, and so I, I started. I watched one uh, past few days called Share, and uh, it was all right. And I'm gonna. I decided I'm gonna do a little update. You know, every time we do these, I'm gonna give you my quick takes. Um, nice. But it was okay. It was an okay movie. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but all right, next week or next episode, actually, we are going to be doing Stanley Kubrick, because I want to and know that that the 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 question is the answer to the question is two thousand one better than Solaris or is or is Solaris the one? So uh, mm. we're gonna answer that question, and we're also gonna be doing Barry Lyndon, which is one of my favorite films. And, uh, yeah, so we'll be doing that next episode. Make sure you tune in. Make sure you follow us on all the things at Best Boys Film Pod. You can follow me at Slob Thomas and him at Corey with a story with a K. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Corey, hit him with the sign-off. Peace, motherfuckers. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) Sorry, it's the edgelord.